If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you're interested, go out to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. everybody welcome to another episode of scream creeps where this week we actually watched the final uh movie at this point in the conjuring universe chronologically and that was the conjuring 2 oh that was the last one yeah that yeah. was the last one Sweet. before the third one yeah. comes out besides the we third get, one now yeah. we get to move on yeah yes dude at the <laughs> at the end we got some information that you're going to have fun with though yep yep huh? Yeah, the first. So, so, anyways, we'll we'll talk about this, and then we'll go. We'll talk about where we're gonna head on next at the end uh-huh. of the episode. So, um, <laughs> so the Conjuring two, like like we said, chronologically, it was the last one in the universe, and it was based. I believe it started in nineteen seventy six, and then the majority of the movie, uh, Elaine dropped off. So maybe I'll have to wait for her to get back on, but um. Well, you're going over the backstory. So yeah, it good. started. The majority of the movie was based in 1977. Okay, there she is. She's back again. So, and that's where the majority of the movie took place. I think the beginning of the movie started in 1976, where they actually gave the backstory on comparing it to Amityville, which would be interesting because Joe mentioned that I don't know how many times in the podcast he's joined us on that. Uh, the Warrens were tied into Amityville somehow. So it was interesting after not seeing this one that actually they mentioned Amityville in this one. Yep. So um, I had a feeling the way that they were putting it, I figured that they were going to actually talk about it at one point anyway, but yeah. (coughs) So with that being said, I typically uh, call on Aaron first, but this time I'll call on Josh and ask what his thoughts were about this this particular movie uh for me i definitely didn't think it was my favorite one i think we were talking about it when we were watching the movie too that it wasn't my favorite one it was one of the top like uh three or fours or whatever out of it i actually thought that it was better than the first conjuring movie I mean, it was a lot longer than I expected, though. But I mean, still, it was pretty good. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I, I like certain moments in the movie, but <laughs> okay. Well, with the that, is that in the background? <laughs> I know. I'm wondering is Aaron doing something, or is no? That's not me. I'm not doing it. Or well. Corinne is kind of cleaning, but no, uh, maybe it's picking it that up because it's picking up some like movement in the background. But uh, now it's gotten quiet. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Dead <laughs> air, bro. Dead air. All right. Well, uh, I have to say, I actually really enjoyed the story part of this one, comparing it to all the other ones. I I thought they built it really well. So. <laughs> Uh, did I think it was the best movie ever? No. But I just liked there was a lot of foreshadowing in it. Oh yeah. Knew a lot of... That things were gonna it, it, so so it, it's I don't want to say it's cliche, but it's like after, you know, we're 
you know, in our thirties and forties and stuff, we've been watching movies all of our lives. So it's like, it's really difficult to watch a movie now and be like, Oh, Oh yeah. Like there was a hint like, of this oh or a hint God, of that. I don't see like, that coming. Yeah. And there's, there are spots where they, it's so blatant that they're foreshadowing something happening later. That it's oh like, yeah. Oh, okay. The one thing that I thought was funny was how we did it in chronological order, how uh, we started with the nun and then essentially we ended with the nun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but it hasn't technically ended since the Conjuring. Yeah, movie kind of well, I mean, like, out of the movies that we were watching, it's funny how well, the nun was the last part, like, yeah. kind of main villain of the movies that we were watching and that's what and that's what i was gonna ask aaron did you go back and watch those two that you missed or i watched one of them i forgot which one uh babe which which one did we go back and watch was it annabelle beginnings creation whatever yeah creation yeah we went back and watched creation okay and then i think that same night we watched the conjuring too okay so it was like, and I don't know if the nun is on HBO Max because I still do want to see it. But I mean, at this point, well, I, I have, have the to see it anyway, so I could just let you watch it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely have to check that one out. Yeah. So yeah, but, I was going to ask you that because if you watch the nun, that's where you'll see kind of where Valak was introduced. So you you know watching it this way. Kind of see it back. If you would have watched it like when they were released, you would have seen Valak in this one first, and then basically there would have been a spinoff prequel when the Nun came out. So the way we watched, oh, it was so that the Conjuring movie. Two actually came out before the Nun. Yeah, yeah. the Nun came out after. The, uh, you know, so that's why watching it then it was that's what it was perfect to me, and that was the other thing I mentioned last night was. It was another point to us watching it this way because we we knew who Valak was already. So watching this one kind of made sense that 20 years later he was still, or the demon was still around and it messed with this family too. And um, so, and then the fact that it tied into even earlier conjurings with the that guy being possessed, if you remember that she said she saw that vision before. Well, that was the, oh, end yeah. of, that was at the end of the nun. And then it was in the conjuring at one point too. So it was like, if you watched them that way, you would kind of, it would make sense flow wise too. But anyway. Um, yeah. That's one thing that I thought was cool about it. I, I mean, like, we were talking about it when we were watching the movie, too. Like, certain moments that were cool, like I, I pointed out. Like, I think, I don't remember where I saw it at, but, like, uh, uh, the part where the nun is walking across the thing for uh, Edward's painting of the nun. Like uh, where she's walking around and then she gets behind the painting. Oh, the shadow or whatever. The shadow. Yeah, like, I thought that was, like, probably the best part of the movie, or, or, like, one of the best scenes, like, scary scenes, whatever, even though that wasn't scary to me at all, but, well, what's I think that was one of the better scenes out of the movie. Elaine, what is your opinion on the, or what did you think of the movie? Um, I kind of agree with Aaron. I mean, I liked the story of the movie. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't watch any of the Annabelle ones, but I thought it was a pretty good movie, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah, we literally need to watch Annabelle comes home again. I mean, it's, I didn't, I didn't, didn't make me like jump or anything or none of that kind of stuff. And it did have some of those cliche things like Aaron was talking about, like, you know, you knew something was going to happen, you know, kind of a thing. But overall, I liked it. I liked the, I liked the part at the beginning when it was actually showing her how she actually sees the vision, like how she sees herself in the vision and her kind of being the, you know, the DeFeo guy or whatever, the Amityville guy or whatever. So I thought that was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was cool, too. Like, how it was showing, like, how, how stuff was going down throughout the whole thing. Right. Which, uh, it looked like the the nun was, or I forgot uh, who was controlling the chick in the very beginning, though. Or her in the thing. I thought it was the nun, too, right? Controlling who? Throughout the whole thing, it was just showing the... For the Amityville part, it really didn't... Was, 
it really didn't point to that. Like, who was... Well, didn't they have the nun at one point in it or something, too? I mean, maybe I'm just uh, uh, adding to it because, hell, mostly it was the nun in this whole thing. Well, (laughs) she saw it in her visions, remember? And then they figured out Ed was, too, because he painted that picture of her, of the nun. Yeah. Without really being tied into anything. So they were both having, like, connections to it. Yeah, he was having like, really he was having, like to... dreams or something or nightmares or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was really pointing to the nun being responsible for the Amityville thing because they were kind of pointing to that one being more of a hoax than than the second one. You know, the Enfield case that the yeah, movie that's was what about. It seemed, like. yeah. it seemed like they were kind of alluding to the Amityville being the guy was making up that he was possessed. And even in her vision, her vision was that she went into each room and killed each person and then sat down because she realized what she did. Remember, because she kind of sat down and went, oh, shit, kind of thing. And there was never a point to a possession for that beginning part. And it alluded to that. That's what I feel anyways, because it then alluded to the fact that they kind of had that same basis for most of the movie, especially when they saw the video of her, you know, destroying the kitchen by herself. Oh, yeah. Like, they were thinking all the second one of the stuff with the nun was, like, all, like, set up or whatever. Like, that that that, that was the hoax. Yeah, yeah, so that would make sense if they, like, portrayed Amityville like it was the hoax and then the real one was like the London one, but everybody wasn't taking it seriously, that type of shit. One interesting thing that I noticed was, I don't know if you, did you guys watch like into the credits when they started showing the the actual people? I know we were talking about how it was playing the interview, like the actual interview in the background. We had played the interview in the background. Pictures and stuff. But they actually had the pictures of the actual people and how, closely represented they did each person like it literally not only the people but when they were showing like the real pictures of like scenes in the house and stuff like they really replicated those really well in the movie yeah like aaron do you remember the part oh yeah like her jumping yeah that's it looked like she's jumping but she was levitating Mm -hmm. or whatever and they did that exactly yeah so i mean what were, what were you about to ask? Do I? Oh, I was going to ask that you answered. I mean, I was going to ask. <laughs> oh, I saw that part with the jumping part, and you actually uh, popped right in. So, made my job easy. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have to ask. Um, but, yeah, so. Yeah, I. I don't know. Still pretty good, though. Had some decent moments in it. Like, uh, I thought that the Crooked Man was kind of tight. Yeah, that was, oh, that was cool. the creepiest that was cool. thing in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, how the... I don't... I'm like, yeah, it kind of reminded me, like, uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later, like, on an, uh, another podcast, but it reminds me of the Babadook. I think we talked about this before, too. But, like, just the look of the face and everything kind of looked like the Babadook, like, how it only showed, like, his smile and shit <laughs> but like uh so uh, i definitely think that that was like one of the best I mean, even though that it looked like they were just making it up to do extra scares but uh like i don't think that valak or whatever the um, the uh a ghost or demon or whatever was actually like hey let's make another person <laughs> Like I was talking about, we were, uh, they probably ain't going to make a movie about the Crooked Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably not. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> it seems kind of cheesy if you have a whole movie dedicated to that. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Having it as a secondary figure I, within a movie actually makes a lot of sense. And I think that's another reason why I think Annabelle Comes Home was so good to me because it had pretty much all of the the conjuring people or everything from that room in it 
Oh yeah, and no, it I agree with that. Fact that it was, wasn't just about yeah. Annabelle. Well, it point. It was. It was everything. Yeah, we said in that podcast, it was more like what it explained more what Annabelle was was a conduit for everything else versus being a demonic thing itself. It was more like it's if it's out, it's going to bring everything else out, and so that's where that one could be really messed up and that movie yeah. showed that which i'll get elaine to watch that at some point so uh so do they know exactly what uh what the premise is going to be for the third one um if they're just going to be introducing more like the devil made me whatever. do it yeah um let's see if i can find anything but um it's based Mark around a trial, based around the trial of Arn Cheyenne Johnson. I guess it's a murder trial that took place in 1981. Mm-hmm. So if you research that trial, you could probably get to yeah. know what uh, some shit for it. Yeah. Basically, she was conv- that person was convicted of first degree manslaughter of the of his landlord. Yeah. Oh, nice! Yeah. And then, let me guess, he said, the devil made me do it. Well, I guess the 11-year-old, the Glatzel family, the 11-year-old, played host to a demon that forced Johnson to kill the landlord. So, anyways, (laughs) it'll be another one of those where a demon... I was just curious, knowing that we've watched all of them now. I yeah. was just wondering how they were going to be doing the next film, too. Yeah, the interesting <laughs> part will be how they tie it into the rest of them. Because I don't know if it's something that's in that basement that they, have, they haven't they have talked about or what. So, yeah. But that comes like out that. later this mm-hmm. year, so we'll add it in at some point. Maybe one of the ones that we've already watched that are part of the next series that we're going to do, we can watch this instead and tie that in somehow. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's it called? I guess anybody ended up having some uh, favorite moments, I guess, out of this thing? Because I think I already mentioned mine, but... Yeah, I said mine too, the thing at the beginning. Her vision. Mm. Oh, I I honestly didn't really have a favorite moment. There's nothing in it that I got. Like I said, I watched it two weeks ago. And I, I remember, like, I don't remember 100% like you guys probably do since you watched it last night. <laughs> but I'm trying to, like, think of what all the good parts of the movie are. And I, I have flashes of it, but it, nothing, like, stands out as... Ooh, but Annabelle comes home. I still remember the, the parts of yeah. That. Like it, so it did. Of course, didn't have the same effect on me that. Well, Annabelle comes home didn't have an effect on me. I don't. But it was more that. memorable. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely more memorable. There were a lot, a lot better parts. But the all-in-all story of this one was was interesting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, one of my so, favorite parts. I mean, that they actually... Uh, I like that they put them, the Warrens, in harm's way. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, because in Annabelle Comes Home, it was her daughter and stuff like that. They, they've they never quite been around when anything's mm-hmm. going down. So they're not technically saving anyone. Can I say that? Uh, I don't remember if... Uh, do you recall them... Saving anyone from these? Well, in most, well, like the, the first, first conjuring, second one, or the yeah, it the was more like them doing the exorcism and stuff. In yeah, the first one. Yeah, and then this one, it seemed like it was oh, more. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all seemed right. like more like, and 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 this one, that the nun was just using the family as a tool to get them there. That's what I took out of it. Like, the nun was like, hey, I want to kill this person. Well, yeah, so like, let's do this and get them that, there. That, that to was going to happen all the time. Huh? Well, they, they kind of envision that 
this was gonna happen. Remember, because again, at the end of the whole encounter with the Amityville part, that's when you first saw the nun, and the area they were at was the basement that that uh, in their house. So the vision oh, she yeah, saw and showing was the tree going through yeah. his chest and all that. Yeah, so yeah. she was in. She had a vision of what was gonna happen there. So you kind of knew that it was always going to happen. And that's why she, why Lorraine was always afraid of Ed being separated from her at that point, because she felt he was going to die. And especially when she saw the, the tree fall apart and the, it looked like that piece that goes through his chest. So, but yeah, like I thought it was so funny how it was like, uh, of course, horror trope, right? Where she's like, "Oh, I wish I had her name," and then like she, it shows her. I was like, "Up, oh, that's foreshadowing." When uh, when she's having the vision, and then she's writing shit in the Bible, or like just messing with it. I was like, "Yeah, you know that she's gonna get the fucking name in there." The fuck, and the, and then yeah. of course, uh, right at the end of the movie, oh shit, now she told me her name, and that's like, okay, definitely horror trope, like. If your main way of like being exercised is if you need to know your name or some shit, you know, that's like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna tell you my name right now, you know. Yeah, well, that was the different because part of this movie, though. And I don't know if you guys had the same opinion. Watching the curse of Aaron, you can say it, but La Yarona. <laughs> But watching that one in comparison to this one, that movie ended way faster out of the blue than this one did. Even though the, it kind of led up to the same kind of climactic where we were building and then all of a sudden it ended, you know, with her saying the name. But it kind of flowed a lot better than that movie did. It seemed like that movie, it was going and then all of a sudden, boom, it was over. And... This one obviously was two hours and thirteen minutes long, so the movie didn't wasn't short like that one was, but it also didn't seem like the ending came out of nowhere, even though it kind of did. It was just spaced differently, but because honestly, she was doing a lot more before um, Lorraine came in and said her name, but it went from doing stuff to ending fairly quick too but it would it just uh seemed longer in the spacing in this one i don't know if you guys yeah this this movie seemed like it was a very slow burn for most of the movie like they were just like and and then whenever i saw the pictures afterwards i was like oh so this is probably kind of not like exactly how it happened but i'm sure that there was probably moments in this that actually happened in real life probably well that's what i was getting at though josh is that this one was two hours and 13 minutes long la llorona was an hour and 30 minutes long i think it wasn't very long or not oh no no. but this the the spacing for the majority of the moving was kind of the same in both and where it was kind of slower and it built up near the end but this one seemed to not just come out of nowhere even though it kind of ended almost the same way where it built up to something and then it ended fairly fast. Like, oh yeah, you know, once the nun came, once the nun so came that, out, all think... she had to do was say her name and she went poof. You know, it's it's like yeah, but there was build up, more build up in the middle where she was more involved in stuff, and I think that's what helped with this one because you know, like there was constantly interactions with her throughout, probably a good way halfway through the movie till the end, versus where. In the other movie, a lot of her interact, a lot of her interactions were right at the end, versus being, you know, evenly spaced throughout the movie. Like you had her interact with the the kids at the beginning, and then a couple of times in between, like when the kid was pulled under the water. But the, but really, the majority of the interactions with the well, Aaron dropped off. But uh oh crap yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. and then you yeah. accidentally hit finish recording on it. My Oops. bad. Yeah, well from that standpoint, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, from that standpoint, like I said, it was just the spacing to me, even though they were fair, they were quick in both cases, worked out much better with this movie and how it ended. Well, I thought, yeah, I definitely think that this it was is a like slow, way better than first of all. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it was a slow build for three quarters of the movie. But as soon as they left the house and like, when he he dropped the videotapes or the recordings mm-hmm. yeah, and it yeah. was like mm-hmm. oh the, and then listened to them both in conjunction like that's that's yeah. when i knew the climax was was about to happen like they were they were building mm-hmm. oh, yeah. from yeah. that point on was the final act of the movie for sure yeah and it was right. like right. tell during that there's the first middle and and last act you, you, oh yeah yeah you it has a certain vibe like the first act was all the build-up like the warrens and the the nun introducing herself and then the the second act was the uh or the second act didn't start until the warrens got to england and then they built a rapport with the little girl and stuff like that and then once they left that was the start of the third act. Like, because they had that little girl did a a great job. Little girl, I don't know who played her, but she did a great job. Yeah, she did really good. She did a good job. I'd have to look at what her name was, but, um, I thought it it was just better all around than La Llorona. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But, uh, all right, so I got a question for everybody. What was the worst thing about the movie? The worst part that you just couldn't like really, really that you you had to go that route. Um, Can you think of one? Really? All right, I'll tell you mine. I'm trying to think Since of I've what got we it, were I've doing got it when in my me head. and Jeremy were watching. I'll tell it. I'll tell you mine. When uh, what's his face, the Mister Warren or whatever, goes up into the house and then gets burned in the face by steam. And he oh, can't yeah. see <laughs> at all. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, you can't yeah. see that bad. Like, they were, had the fuzzy, the fuzzy camera lens and everything else. I'm like, I'm like, really? You're not, you're not doing Dude. the story any favors here. It's not like okay, can... that's what, <laughs> that's what popped in my head, right? This is what I was talking about with Jeremy yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's kind of close to it, right? So they get locked in, this and that. Um, there was a couple of times where they were messing with the damn door. I'm like, just break the fucking door handle. What the hell are you doing? Grab like fucking something stiff. You Dude, know? I couldn't stand uh-huh. the this. There was, a, there was like just break the door. There was handle, a two hundred and thirty pound guy with a fucking axe in his hand, and he couldn't go through a wood door. The middle. Aaron, Aaron, I was just going to say that. I was going to say yeah. it took him like two hours yeah, to like, hack the, the door f- open. Yeah, what the he hell? Was doing, he was doing a shining in that bitch, and I was like, "Why aren't you going to the door handle? What the hell are you doing?" That's funny, you guys. Because are probably out the ever... axe would have broke it like <laughs> with one hit, like just one hit, just bam. But no, two Showed hours. How an bad axe. that damn like... house was. You guys Showed are how pointing bad out that house was. Holy fuck! What I what what I was gonna say? What? Oh, what was that? Was what that you were the party? <laughs> yeah, both of them were. I was gonna say, that's what I was gonna ones. say. Was yeah. the guy with the axe? I'm like, what the hell? What is taking this guy so long just, to get in the damn door? I, I was in my head. I'm just like, what a fucking pussy, man! Just go through the door. <laughs> damn. What? Well, I said the same thing last night about him getting hit with the steam. I don't know if you remember me talking about that last yeah. night. So was, <laughs> as soon as it happened, like, I'm like, what? what? He's that blind. <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, it could have hurt, but like, do you think he would have been that blind where he would have went for like, I don't know, ten or fifteen minutes to get into the damn fucking room? What if you look at his face? Only <laughs> and everything. His left eye got messed with anyway. Exactly. It wasn't like his Half right eye. It wasn't both. Yeah, it wasn't both. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it was like his up and towards his like shut forehead. Their fucking eyes. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? Like <laughs> you get shit, like you get shit sprayed in your face. You're gonna instinctively close Josh, your eyes. All about that. Saw. Hey-o. Saw. Shut up. <laughs> well, it's not like he didn't see the 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 demon messing with the thing. Anyways, he looked at it. So it's like you're gonna protect yourself. You're not just gonna let yeah. the damn shit hit you in the face. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> just dumb. I mean, I'm sure there, if I had watched it last night, I'm sure there would have been a lot more stuff that I remember, but those were just blatant oh, also, fucking. Also, when they were trying to get back in the house, when the girl was in the house, and like, remember when it like threw the couch, like threw the couch up against the window? Oh, yeah. But it's on the inside of the house. Like, he's really going to get hit that hard by the couch and go fly. You know what I mean? Oh, oh. Yeah, I thought right, that was yeah. kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I said when I saw the damn couch swinging at his face too. I, for- <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" But there was certain things where it's just like, uh, where they're like, "Oh, I caught her like flinging tables and shit." Okay, and what's your point? I mean, that uh, they were already showing that they were kind of controlling this chick, right? The whole movie, there's like, "Oh yeah, he's taking control of her body and shit." Okay, so if you're going by that logic, it would make sense that the uh, ghost or whatever would control this chick and just throw shit around. Uh, I thought the same thing. Right? I was like, why to all me. of a sudden did they think that she wasn't possessed at this point? Well, like, yeah, what was she doing? Because that? that stupid ass skeptic. Isn't that that lady? That yeah, lady that could... that kept doubting the whole time. I don't know if who she yeah, was, was. Some psychologist skeptic. or something. Uh, so like a psychologist or something or whatever I don't even she was. Think she was that. She was just a skeptic who didn't believe. In yeah, shit. I think that's well, all. And she happened to have a video camera set shit. up and it showed her bending everything herself and throwing everything herself. But at the same time, I'm like, wait, wasn't she possessed? So wouldn't she be the one throwing everything? Yeah. That was the thing. It's I like, mean, the only thing was like the table that was really flung at the damn door. This <laughs> little ass girl was like, that little ass that throwing it. I, I think was like, that there ain't no been. way that the the girl would fucking fling that shit that hard. Well, I mentioned like, that last night. I said that yeah, alone but, would tell me something. The fact, yeah, that but the- she, but she did admit that she did it though because she said that it told her that she, yeah. that. He was going to kill the family or something if she didn't do it. So she did do it. Yeah, she did she it, but she did. had assistance. Yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah, I believe too. Because I'm thinking she's 11 years old. She's going to be bending spoons and throwing tables, but okay. Bending spoons is easy, but throwing the table. Well, bending, or not. bending <laughs> that type of spoon, do you see how thick the fucking metal is on that shit? Oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, that's supposed to be crazy. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm so scared. It's funny me and Elaine are like, oh, no, it was a pretty good movie, and now all we're doing is shitting on it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> this let's is take a big old hey, shit just... right on this Conjuring 2 movie. Hey, if we, we got to be critical when it needs to be critical. I don't know, man. man. I still well, thought it was entertaining. Like, Eric, it's like you yeah, well, yeah, it was, was. Still a good movie. Well, the fact that you I remember like the saying, spots like, in the movie should yeah. tell you something. I mean, well, and like you said earlier, Aaron. I mean, we've been watching movies for how yeah, long? Yeah. So I mean, it's not like we're really like I'm just waiting for ooh, like you know, a, a true to life thing. Like, even if it was a comedy, like they're making fun of horror movies based on these things, but it was in it had this serious tone to it. Like that, mm. it was normal people doing normal things, like you actually covering your eyes and like you. I I don't know. I don't know how to describe like it. more realistic. More realistic. Like, make a movie like that. But I mean, we are talking yeah. about possession and shit like that. I don't know who or who doesn't believe in that shit. I I don't know. Never experienced it. Never seen it go. Well, no, I have. Yeah. All right, who has a ghost experience? Raise your hand. Wait a minute! Okay. I can't see whose hand is up. Yeah. So yeah. here, I'll I'll give you mine, and then you guys give me yours. All right. So I used to in in mom and dad's house, the one that they live in now. Uh, I was sleeping, and for like every every like maybe couple of weeks or so, I would be laying in bed, and all of a sudden I would feel a kneading on my back. You know, like cats whenever they like push on you. They're like massaging you, kind of. They're kneading, mm-hmm. and, and so what? You're 
get in my story. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I I thought we had Arrow and and Halo. Well, not Arrow, but uh, Halo and the other Haley, I think, as cats. So I was thinking, oh, but no, no, for real. The first time it ever happened, I was like, there's no cat in my room, and like after a while. It, whenever it would happen, I would be, I would just like let it happen. I'd be like, "Oh, hey, how's it going? Like, thanks for massaging my back." But it, it would happen consistently. I think we had a a haunted dead cat in the house. Well, would have been one of mom and dad's. One of mom and dad's haunted cats. Well, one of their cats. That, no, we never had that... a cat that died in the house. Oh, but I know the family yeah. that used to live in there. Which I went to school with her, the the little girl. But it would be interesting to know if they had a cat that died in that well, Elaine room. Has, Elaine has stories. I don't personally have stories; just well, stories from my parents. Well, yeah, but you no, have a story. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> it has to be firsthand experience. Yeah, most of my okay. most of mine, like I always thought that, like uh, most of happened, you had a it bunch. was always disapproving. <laughs> No, I, oh, I do have the old no, man story, Jerry. What? We've already talked the about the old man the... in the house in St. Louis. Oh, you mean uh, we have a story that with the kids? You mean you could tell that story? No, with the kids, I saw them before Aiden said anything well, about it. You can tell the story then. I so that so the house that we lived in in St. Louis before we moved, we had just moved in there. We'd only been in there like I don't know, I think like maybe a week or something. And I remember sleeping one night, and I like kind of like rolled over like on my right side and I just like kind of opened my eyes and I saw like this old dude standing next to me. And then I just kind of like, I don't know. I guess I just closed my eyes, and went back to sleep. But the weird thing is that like two days later, Aiden told us that he saw an old man in his bedroom. Creepy. So, that's a little weird. Didn't and then we never saw him again. We never saw him after that, but did Liam or did, did, was it just Aiden? I can't. Remember. No, it was just Aiden. Okay. That said it, but it was after I had told you that I had seen that. Yeah, and, and, and Aiden like, wasn't involved in that conversation. Either. I was about to say, no. did he know at all? Oh, so that, no. that's, uh-uh. that's interesting. But then, but then neither one of us ever saw him again. So I just thought that was kind of weird. But uh, you weren't a threat. Because you know, you th- I thought it was like one of those things, like you just see like a weird vision when you're sleeping or something. Or and when Aiden said it, it I was like. You. I was like, like wait, how how vividly did you see old dude? And he was just like, hey, do I? How vividly did you see this image of an old man? I mean, I saw it. I mean, I saw a guy standing like next to me, just looking at me. Do do you remember any details or anything like that? Or was it more like a dream? I don't know. I mean, I remember he was like an older man, probably like in his like seventies. I mean, he was an older guy with like white hair. I remember that. Interesting. So, yeah. Better than my cat story. Well, that's still creepy, yeah. too. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird stuff. Be like a, a, a fucking uh, a ghost cat, like, kneading on your back. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's <laughs> I've had a ghost cat, you know? I don't have any stories. Most people, like, give them cats ghost but you know i had a real cat ghost in in real life <laughs> any of my situations were what i would anticipate or dreams so so i don't know my, uh, mine were because, mostly all well, like disproven i can like, actually uh, disproven i can actually i want to hear like, what uh, gonna i say. mean Hold like yeah uh, i found out oh. that they were fake yeah so actually now that i remember I, I do remember situations, but it was when I was younger. The blanket? Yeah, the blanket I I had growing up. And you guys may not actually remember this blanket, so it may be before. But I don't know. Do you guys recall me having a Rocky and Bullwinkle blanket? I, I don't. Up? Not really. I remember you talking about one, though, I think. So there was situations growing up where I would be woken up by stuff and i can't really honestly point to even remembering what it looked like or did, what it was rocky but bullwinkle molest you? you no oh, it had nothing to do with rocky <laughs> and bullwinkle 
besides the fact that it was a the blanket that I had that I attributed it to because once I got rid of the blanket everything stopped. So I so I don't know like I said that's the only situation I have is I would have very bad I would consider them nightmares but I don't know if they were nightmares because they would keep me awake. And, oh, kind of um, like nightmare or or like a sleep paralysis. To where you're kind of awake. Yeah, and but if you guys ever have that, I've had it once. Yeah, that's yeah, freaky. Oh, no, I don't no. know if you guys have ever had that before. I've got a, I've got a where good story you after Yeah, where you're awake and you can't yeah. move. Oh, yeah. It's the weirdest. Oh, yeah. yeah. That should freak me the hell out. I actually took I took a bunch of beans, if you don't know what beans are. It's, it's rolls. <laughs> and they say, don't drink on rolls, you know? And these are these aren't actually rolls or like Molly or anything like that. This is like 15, 20 years ago when we actually had beans and they like they fucked you up. Yeah, I think I had like two of them and I was drinking and that night I couldn't fall asleep or anything like that. But on the edge of sleep, I couldn't move at all. And I was seeing images in my closet of and I, I had this chick over at my house with me. I was freaking the fuck out and I saw like it was just the the shadow of of my clothing but it looked like a person and it kept like washing in and out and it looked like it was coming toward me. It was creepy cuz I couldn't move, I couldn't say anything. If my eyes were wide the fuck open and the moon coming through the window like shining in this particular way to make me think that there was somebody over there. It was nuts and I couldn't do a thing. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, mine wasn't on drugs or anything. Mine literally was I woke up from a sleep, or at least I thought I was awake, but I could I was wide awake. My eyes were wide open and I could not move. And I couldn't say anything. I couldn't talk. Huh? I couldn't do yeah. anything. And it's yeah, it scared the yeah, shit out of me. It's funny you were next to me like that night but i couldn't like tell you <laughs> yeah that's the thing you you can't say anything it's not so the interesting part is are you actually awake are you dreaming that you're awake it's like one well, of those they, things they actually had sleep studies <laughs> yeah. on people that con- would would frequently get i would have to look it up again there was this dude on youtube that actually like told you what the the studies what happened in the studies but i don't recall Okay. But uh it, he they were saying in the study they said that the brain activity was uh reminiscent or what's the word? Reminiscent of reminiscent. REM sleep, but they were awake. So it's like you're okay. in a dream state, but your your consciousness is there. It was it was really weird how they worded it. I would I would really be interested in seeing it again. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. No, it's, it's crazy. Oh. But anyway, so uh, it's time for the creepometer. <laughs> yep, yep, yes, yep. So, with that being said, Aaron, you can oh, go first. Man, I thought it was a whopping one. Didn't think it was yep. creepy at all. Liked it, but it was. It just wasn't. Not creepy. Not scary. It was just what it was. The one part with the nun where she came out of the out of the kind of painting, that was the only part that I was like, ooh, cool. But whenever you say, ooh, cool, at a horror movie, it's kind of lacking. Yeah, it's That's not crazy. Kind of... Yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. For sure. All right. Elaine, what about you? I mean, I guess I'll give it a two as a creepometer, because it wasn't creepy. But, like Aaron, I thought it was a pretty good story. I did, but I did like the movie, so... But but creepy, no, not so much. All right, Josh. Uh, probably the same, like one or two. Definitely not creepy, but still good. Yeah, and it was about a two for me as well. So on average, it was what one point seven five is what we could say for this one. And probably, and yeah. honestly, the majority of these Conjuring movies on the creepometer were very low. Uh, the only one that scored fairly high was Annabelle Comes Home, I think. 
Um, and then the nun was behind it. I think nun was number two. Mm-hmm. The rest of them were all very low. Um, That's why I think on my rankings of the film, I think and I, I, I think I know what my rankings of the whole series are so far. Yeah. Like, I think it's uh, probably Annabelle Comes Home. I was fighting between The Nun and Conjuring 2, but I think it's going to be The Nun in my number two, then Conjuring 2, Conjuring 1, and then probably uh, Annabelle Creation, then, uh, what was the other one? Curse of La Llorona, and the whopping shit turd that it was, Annabelle in last place. That's like the fiery. Yeah, and my if if I was to rate them in first to last like you did, mine would be exactly the same as yours. Um, the interesting part is, with that being said, and Aaron, this will be what Josh was talking about at the beginning. What we're actually going to do next, and we kind of talked about it in previous episodes, but we're going to do the top thirty-five scariest movies according to science, meaning the ones yes. that are. The raise your heart rate the most, yes. um, according to science. So, and with that, Josh sent out the trailer yesterday of what number thirty-five is. I don't know if you. Saw oh that, yeah, we're gonna have but... fun with this one, boys. <laughs> wait, what? But, uh, one, wait, oh, say it again. So, so, so number thirty-five is the movie Audition. So, Aaron or Josh <laughs> it, sent it's out. It's a Japanese film. I think it's Japanese. Yeah, either is trying. Chinese then it'll be creepy. <laughs> but okay, uh, uh, oh, I sent you the trailer. All you need to know is that it's a very gory film. So it's gonna be it's like it's probably gonna be the goriest film that we're gonna do for the next like I don't know however long this list is gonna go because most of these horror uh, lists that we have out of the top thirty-five, a lot of them. Ain't like really creepy, but this is probably the or like gory. So, to give you a premise, this is probably gonna be number one. Yeah, it is about a widower whose son suggests that he should find a new wife. The guy agrees and with a friend stages a phony audition to meet a potential partner in life. After interviewing several women, he becomes interested in this one. Well, in turn, she ends up being like a, a torturer. Like she tortures Ooh. people, Ooh. and there's very horrific scenes. <laughs> yeah, so it inspired. Yeah, they say that oh. it inspired. Or how old inspired is this? How by, old is this movie? Huh? What'd you say? How old it, is it? It was made in the nineties. Thinking... Oh, okay. So that's it was inspired by what? Uh, well, it, it was inspired by directors Eli Roth. And the Saska sisters, which I'm not sure who the Saska sisters are, but if you've seen any of I don't know, probably if you've seen of Eli Roth's uh, movies, you'll probably get a, a oh, yeah, especially Hostel. Yeah. They probably watched Hostel and was like, oh, yeah, this is the movie that we're making, but it's made by the same company that made The Ring. Mm. So that was yeah, a good movie, the Japanese, one. yep. Well, Oh, so I haven't the, seen the Japanese. So the original, version. well, it's basically what the American version was based on, and they're so the the ones that are on the list that we've already seen as part of this. Are we watching those again? I, I mean, are we going to skip those? those? We're going to skip. That's where I was. We're going to skip those. Yeah, we're going to skip those, and we'll, okay. we'll we'll mention them on our podcast. So like number six was this, but and based on what we thought we can give our opinions but then move right into the movie we actually so, watched. so we have 35 movies to watch well technically it's going to be like 32 or 30 yeah some, some yeah. Part because, of this. because conjuring one two and annabelle are on it i so think there's the audition one too that's was on lower it too. than any one of these movies and uh, yeah. audition is number thirty-five. That's why I was telling him when we were looking at the list because I wanted to see the list. I was like, "Holy shit, this is number thirty-five, and and Annabelle is ranked higher than this no." And that, so I was that's like, why I think it'll be it good because, be because we'll the our, doll part. We'll give our actual opinions on how it impacted us versus what they're saying. Because yeah, we might yeah. find a lot of these are really fucking creepy compared to what we watched in this. <laughs> you know, in this grouping, and then we can say, 
see conjuring was not number eight or whatever it was. Okay, get out. Or we could eight. make our list of the, <laughs> the sure. top thirty-five. We'll we'll go through all the movies, but then at the end, the number one spot, we'll like uh, release it on social media. Like what type of like R thirty-five would be? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I think we should do. Like, oh, hey, this is the shit that should be number one. You know one. what would be cool is if we all all had Apple Watches. I do have an Apple Watch. Like, or or something to measure our heart rate during the movie. Oh. Like, oh you know, so. like... Well, I mean, Fitbits do, do that too, right? Well, anything think- like that where we could measure like our response you know it may not give us a brain response but how did our fucking heart rate go up like what our average normal one is and then when we watch the movie what did it do you know what i mean yeah inherently we don't know that but you know know, i was thinking about this and that might be a good path to go if we had a way to measure that um because that's basically what they're basis for this study was was that it increased your resting heart rate the most and it had the highest spikes so anyway but so third uh auditions number 35 so that'll be the next movie we actually watch nice yep so Prepare to have fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I'm having like high hopes for. Well, and that's why I was heard, saying we like, might have on, to look like, at getting Shutter because a lot re- of these highly movies. recommended from certain people, like uh, like uh, certain uh, horror uh, enthusiasts and shit like that. They say that this is a really good movie. It's very gory though, but like it's like old boy too. Like I heard old boy is pretty gory too in certain moments but i haven't seen it but yeah i definitely think that that's going to be worth it for our scream creeps episode you know? <laughs> i'm sure we're probably gonna be like oh uh, uh. <laughs> yeah so all right well if, if anybody does anybody else have anything to say about conjuring 2 nope i don't, I don't think so nope no, not me. Okay. Well, with that being said, with everybody at the Heart of Geek, we we hope you guys enjoyed this part podcast, and we look forward to talking about audition in two weeks uh, for our next series, the top thirty-five scariest movies according to science. And with that, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye.